everyone. This is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Heaven and Hell podcast, another Sunday recap. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this Sunday, I know this episode is releasing a day late. Hopefully, I'm not a day late and a dollar short. That was a bad joke. That was bad, 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 bad. Okay, sorry that we're a day behind, but I hope that you still get to listen to this. And um, because I didn't want to put it off anymore, yesterday's message was so good. And I can't wait to share it with you guys. I have so many notes and so many scriptures. I'm going to try to keep it quick, but no promises. Um, let's see. Let's talk about some other things first. I started for my personal reading time. I just feel like I need to tell you guys this. So, back. Up, let me back up. Over the past few weeks, I've been trying to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, I read a book called The 5am Club and well I actually just read like half or three-fourths of the book because in typical self-help book fashion um, once I got halfway through I learned everything I wanted to know and then it just started um, getting boring. So I read part of it but it really inspired me to wake up earlier in the mornings and to like have a good morning routine. So I've been waking up at five o'clock in the morning and I try to, not that y'all are interested in my morning routine, but this is it. I wake up, I drink my coffee, um, and I just like try to get my thoughts together and go through like my things that I need to do for the day. And this morning I tried like, because I, is this my third week waking up at five? I think so. Um, just some positive affirmations like you can do this. This is good for you. Um, and then I've been riding my bike in the mornings and then like getting ready for work, but then waking up at five, it gives me more time to read my Bible and be intentional about my Bible reading in the morning. And I just looked it up so that I could tell you guys this. There are 14 weeks until Christmas, and I've been reading, you guys know I've been in Romans for like months now, and we're still finishing up Romans. We're really close in my home Bible study to finishing it, but I thought, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, and so I started reading the Gospels. I'm just starting with Matthew, and it's been so good it's been so good, so much fun. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now in my personal reading. I'm reading Matthew. Oh, but I was telling this whole long story to tell you this, that part of my morning routine. So once I do all of this and then I, when I leave for work, I made up a like a gratitude playlist on Spotify um, because I tried to, on my way to work, listen to these songs about just gratitude and thankfulness and I try to use that time my drive to work just really intentional time to show the Lord thanks and to just give him praise for all of these wonderful things that he's done for me and just to have that practice daily practice in my life and so I have this playlist and I put this song on my playlist because I remembered it from last year it's 
David Crowder. Um, it's from, I forgot that it was from his Christmas album. This is what where we're going with this. I remember listening to it at Thanksgiving. Um, the song is called Thanksgiver, and like the line is, um, what does it say? I just want to like thank you for turning this. How does it go? Something about making a saint out of this sinner, the one who turned me into this Thanksgiver. And I was listening to the song. It was so good. And then the second verse was about Christmas. So it's actually a Christmas song. And I had forgotten that. And I guess that just put me in the mood for Christmas. So now I've started reading the Gospels. Um, starting with Matthew. So starting with the birth of Jesus. Anyways, it's been great fun. And speaking of gratefulness, Thanksgiving, that kind of leads me into our song set from yesterday. I know that sometimes I share our song set, sometimes I don't, but yesterday's was really, 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 really good. And so if you are someone who picks out songs or does praise and worship sets at your church, this was a good one. And if not, it's still a good one. Um, we did, it's, it was a new song for us. That's the thing about praise. It's a new song. It's fair. It's just new in general, but, um, I think it's on the radio, like on K-Love or something. Um, that's the thing about praise, that song. And the chorus ends with, that's why I say hallelujah, hallelujah. And we went into, this is an older song. And I don't think a lot of churches sing this song. It's definitely like a radio song, but... It's one of our favorites. It's one of our congregation's favorites. It's multiplied by need to breathe. Um, the chorus says, God of mercy, sweet love of mine, I have surrendered to your design. But the tag of it is hallelujah. So we went from, that's why I sing hallelujah. I don't know why I'm singing all of these for you, but it's because it flowed perfect. It goes from, that's why I sing hallelujah, hallelujah. And we went straight into the bridge. Hallelujah. It was awesome. It was so good. I was holding the baby, had to put the baby down to worship because it was so good. And then we sang, oh, we sang two new songs for us. After that one, we did... Fear is not my future. I don't, I know that you guys probably all know that song. Joseph and I have the worst time. I had to write down what it was called. Joseph and I have the worst time because we always want to call it goodbye fear or hello hope or we never call it by its name. We sang fear is not my future. And my sister Christina testified. She's been going through like some major sickness in her body for like over a year now. And she testified about just like something God has revealed to her through that. And then we went into a chorus of the old chorus. It's called Beulah Land. It's about heaven. It was absolutely beautiful. But there's a line in Beulah Land. And I've heard this song many, many times because my mom always sang it. And it says, it's talking about heaven. And it says, the land where my faith turns into sight. And Joseph actually brought that up in his message later. It was just like a light bulb went off for me that when we get to heaven, we won't need faith anymore. 
our faith will turn into sight in heaven, that all of our faith is for right now. It's our faith is to get us there. We believe in something that we have not seen in someone who we have not seen. That's what faith is. But one day our faith will turn into sight because we're going to see him. We're going to see Jesus. We're going to see this place that he's prepared for us. And it's so exciting. And Joseph's message, look at this. This is just transitioning perfectly. Joseph's message was all about how we're going to get there. The title of his message was Our Great Salvation. And it was just, it flowed so good. It was just logical. Like he took the scripture and it, it just made it make sense. So I can't wait to share that with you guys. Let's just jump into it right now. So Joseph began his message with this story about his mama and it's our services are live streamed. So if he could share it there, I think I can share it here. Um, I told you guys last week that we had a death in the family. It was actually Joseph's mama's sister and they were really close. And um, we went to the funeral last weekend, but Joseph shared this story about how she was at her sister's house when they came to get her body. And they said that as they carried her sister's body out of the house, that Mama turned and looked at the rest of the family. And he, she said, when you get here, it's too late. That's why we've got to make up our mind now that we're going to serve the Lord, which is so powerful that in that moment, she had the the boldness really to speak that and it's so true that once we take our last breath it's too late if we're going to make the decision to serve the Lord we have to do it right now while we have the chance and so Joseph's message Sunday was really just this persuasive argument I don't mean like uh, arguing fighting but this persuasive stance kind of argument for why we should choose salvation. And he used a lot of scripture. And it was a really like logical approach. And I say logical in that some people think that if you believe in the Bible that you're not logical. Because it doesn't make sense how so many of the things in scripture happen. But I'm speaking from if you believe in the Bible. If you believe that it is the word of God. If you believe that it is truth then um, it was in a logical way that he explained it. Just like looking at scripture, it's going to make more sense when I start reading. Um, so he started with this scripture. It's in Hebrews chapter 2, and I want to read it because this is what's really going to help us to understand. And I'm going to put some emphasis on some different parts. This is Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord 
and was confirmed to us by those who heard him, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. The message looked specifically at verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness with both with signs and wonders. And it went back. So his three points were what was spoken by the Lord. That was the first point. The second point was how was it confirmed to us by those who heard him? And the third point was, how did God also bear witness with signs and wonders? And he just went back to the Gospels, and we looked at several things that Jesus said. And I won't go through all of them, but I will give several references, and um, I can list them in the show notes, too, in case you want to go back and look at any of them. So the first thing that he says in our our first point, what was spoken, we go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. It says, he said to them, he being Jesus, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven skip down a little and he says and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven I want to make a few points here number one is that I love how it's when Jesus tells Peter he says flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven I I teach about Bible study a lot and I think that there's definitely a process and there is I won't say like a correct way to do it, but I just think that there is a way to study the Bible that it makes more sense and that we get more out of it. And I just, I'm very into the process, but we went to um, Bible college, if you will, a couple of years ago, Joseph and I did and some other ministers from our church. And we had this panel and we talked about uh, studying the Bible and someone mentioned there that the Bible is a spiritual book and so you have to read it you have to ask the spirit to help you to read it and to understand it and that was just such a light bulb moment for me because I'd been coming at my Bible reading for a very long time in a very like intellectual way um And it changes things when you pray about your Bible reading and when you ask the Lord to lead you and to guide you and to reveal things to you. There are some things that only come by revelation and the Spirit is who reveals those things to us. So there's going to be understanding that we will only get um, through the Spirit. And that's how Peter answered this question. He knew that Jesus was God and Jesus said, Simon, Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And so, because because Peter knew who Jesus was, that he was God, um, Jesus says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Now, these are not 
actual keys like to the gate because there's this imagery in the Christian faith that when we get to heaven, it's going to be Peter standing at the gate with the keys. That's not how it is. When Jesus said, I'm giving you the keys, he meant I'm giving you this knowledge. And we're going to see this later. So that was one of the things that was spoken. Now in Joseph's message, he went through like all of these things that were spoken and then he went through all the ways that it was confirmed. I'm going to kind of bounce around. So that was one of the things that was spoken. I want to go ahead to how it was confirmed. In Acts chapter 2, verse 14, it says that Peter stands up with the eleven. He raised his voice and he said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. And he goes on and he preaches this message. And it's the first message that's been preached since the ascension. And who is doing the preaching? It's Peter. And who did Jesus say he was going to give the keys to? Peter. He gave him this knowledge. And it's confirmed. We go back to that verse in Hebrews. Said that um, it would be confirmed to us by those who heard him. Peter was one who heard him. And then Peter stands up and he preaches this message on the day of Pentecost and it confirms what Jesus said. Jesus said he would give Peter the keys. Peter stands up and preaches this message. And in Acts chapter 2, the people, they ask, they say, what must we do to be saved? And Peter tells them in Acts 2, 38, he says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, um, that's what was spoken and it's how it was confirmed. Let's do another one. Um, another thing that was spoken in Mark chapter 16, and he, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Now that's what was spoken how was it confirmed? I'm going back to this scripture I just quoted. Peter, who had been given the keys, says to them in Acts 2.38, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. All right, let's look at one other thing that was spoken. I'm going to John chapter 7, verse... John 7... Verse 38, and it says, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. How is it confirmed? By those who who um, were with him, who heard him, going back to Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Peter is standing up. He's preaching this message. Verse 15, he says, For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. All right. Now, there's one more part. It's that they 
there was a witness. Going back to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord? So we've heard the things he's spoken and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. We heard how Peter confirmed it in his message. And then verse 4, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. The rest of the New Testament is God bearing witness to this. Um, We see every time someone was baptized after this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. When Peter went to Cornelius's house in Acts chapter 10, he said, where's the water so that they can be baptized? And then when they were baptized, it says that they were filled with the Holy Ghost And we know it because there were signs. They spoke in tongues. Um, And there, there were so many other miracles and things too. So I just, I loved how that message was laid out. I feel like it just made sense. And I'm going back and looking at my notes to see if there were any just like other random things in there that I wanted to bring out. Um, I love this note right here it says before you get baptized you have to believe and you have to be ready to receive um it seems like duh to us maybe that you have to believe but there are people who get baptized just because they think it's going to make someone else happy that's not going to save you there are people who get baptized because their mom asks them to That's not going to save you. You have to believe. You have to, um, your heart has to be in the right place. And that's it. That's all the notes I have on that. So I hope it helped. The past few weeks has been very like teachy as far as it's been about the things that we believe in explaining it. And so I hope that you guys have enjoyed it. I know that I have, and I hope that it's helped someone to understand what you believe and to make you want to dig into scripture a little bit more. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next time. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider leaving a review or rating it? I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears, of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God, and you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.